Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from our last break. Uh, and Nick and I are going to break down uh, the Jets here and also kind of what to expect from the Broncos. Because, I, Nick, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, last week they made some personnel changes, uh, especially one big one on the offensive side. Uh, we did not see Albert O. Uh, and he was supposed to be a guy that uh, was supposed to be the number one tight end this year. You know, you trade Noah Fant, you think, oh, okay, they have a lot of confidence in Albert O to be that guy. All of a sudden it's week six and he's inactive. And instead, uh, Greg Dulcich gets the nod. Uh, and I actually asked Hackett about that. Uh, and he just said, you know, we felt confident in Dulcich. He was healthy. Uh, and we, we thought he could go out there and make some plays. And of course he did. Goes out, catches a 39-yard touchdown pass. Um, played well. It looked like he was open, and Russell just missed him a couple times. Um, but uh, what were your thoughts on on Albert O? And do you think uh, there's a chance we don't see him again this week? Yeah, man. Uh, let's be totally honest. I mean, he, he's been on borrowed time for a while, and when Greg Dosage got injured in training camp, that opened the door for you know Albert O to step through it, but he never really stepped through it. And they kind of gave him opportunity after opportunity to prove himself. We know just like Noah Fan, he struggled uh, with inline blocking. And you thought, okay, well, that's not something that he – that's not his strong suit. But one thing that he did well was run great routes and was, uh, had showed the ability to catch the ball. But, you know, we didn't really see that the way that we thought that we were going to see it. It was probably one of the reasons why the team decided to – you know, trade Noah Fant to Seattle and keep Albert Okawebunam, but that it really hasn't, you know, worked out. Now he is allowed Greg Dosage to make a play that everyone anticipated that he was going to make. And for me, this is kind of the end of the beginning uh, for Albert O. And if Greg Dosage goes out and he continues to perform, even though that was only one play, but that just shows you what he's capable of, then we're not going to see Albert O. And I know, You've been waving that banner for a great dosage. And, you know, I like great dosage coming out of uh, UCLA because just looking at his skill set as a tight end, it fit exactly what today's tight ends do in this league. So, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for a great dosage because for me, I want this team to get more W's. And if that means sitting down Albert Okawebunam, then so be it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, and I, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but I think he's a guy – you can add to the list of, of guys that might be on the trading block. Um, you know, if he if he's someone that you can go out and get a draft pick for, I think the Broncos will do it in a heartbeat. Um, and, and I think that's because Dulcich is sort of the future at that position. He's a guy that I think they're really high on. Um, obviously, he played well the other night. He's still got th some things to work on. Uh, he's not the greatest blocker. Um, you know, I think they they ran a screen pass, I think it was, Nick, early in that game, and, and Dulcich missed his block and the play got blown up. So he's still got a, a ways to go, but you can you can see the athletic ability, what he's able to do. Uh, he, he's he's really fast for a tight end. Uh, I think he, he can be dynamic for them. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Alberto. Um, but what about this 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 uh, this Jets defense, Nick? Do you think they could slow down a uh, Greg Dulcich? I know they're really good up front, um, but let's dive into what you see maybe in this Jets defense. They've been they've been really solid this year, and, and I'm sure they're going to try and take away some of those Russell Wilson uh, weapons. Yeah, when, when you think about the guys on defense, C.J. Mosley, D.J. Reed, the guy that I coached when I was with the 49ers, uh, Sauce Gardner, I mean, very confident 
and uh, cocky young corner, and he's uh, he's playing he's playing well. And then when you get to the interior, man, you got Sheldon Rankins and you have Quentin Williams. And when you think about uh, what's happened over the past two weeks with Russell Wilson being sacked a total of eight times, four against the Colts, four this past week against the Chargers, that's not something that you want to do for a quarterback that's kind of beat up. And here's one thing that's interesting about this Jets defense. It looks a lot similar to our defense when I coached for the 49ers, having the ability to get after uh, the quarterback up front. And when you get able to get pressure just with you guys up front, man, it allows you to do so many things on, on the second level. And the one thing that they did last week, once again, four sacks against uh, – uh, oh, man. Now, I'm about to say Brett Favre. Packers, right? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. uh, I don't know I have Brett Favre in the brain, but four sacks against Aaron Rodgers last week. And here's what I'll tell you. There's two things here. When you look at the, the Jets and, and the style of defense that they run, you can attack that defense. And they run some man, but they, they really try to get after you with their front seven and play like soft coverage in the back end. So we have to see how Nathaniel Hackett is going to attack the coverage. But more importantly, Robert Sala feels as though, you know what, we don't really have the game plan that much against the Broncos offense because they haven't really done a lot to be effective, to threaten us. But more importantly, they just played a version of this offense last week with the Packers, right? So he's going in saying, listen, we know what we're going to face, just like with the Packers. You have a beat-up offensive line. You have a Hall of Fame-type quarterback, and, you, and they're having issues from a wide receiver standpoint. George, is that not the same thing that's happening here with the Denver Broncos? No, it is. And that's why I am very worried about the Broncos this weekend. Uh, I think this is going to be a really tough matchup um, for them. I think the Jets are playing really good football. Like you said, they went out and, and performed really well against the Packers team last week that does a lot of the same stuff that the Broncos are trying to do. Um, you know, you mentioned the front seven, and really Quinnen Williams is the guy that I look at as, as a huge difference maker in this game. That interior offensive line has just not – I mean, the tackles haven't been very good either, but the interior offensive line has been really, um, really honestly bad when it comes to picking up blitzes and, and blocking guys up front. And I think Quinnen Williams, if, if they bring an extra guy – um, you know, I think they could, they're going to be so focused on Quinn and Williams that somebody could come free. I mean, we saw that against the Chargers a lot, right? Um, I, I think that this could be a big game for them up front. Uh, and if the offensive line doesn't figure it out for the Broncos, Russell Wilson could be in for a really long day. And you know what really concerns me, Nick? What's that? Is, is Russell's not healthy and he can't be mobile with that hamstring injury. Uh, we saw him scramble out of probably, a, you know, two or three or four more sacks the other night against the Chargers. Is he going to be able to do that against the Jets? I I don't see it right now just because of what he's going through injury-wise. And, and then all of a sudden you're talking about getting your quarterback hurt even more, and that goes into the whole discussion that we've had about should they sit Russell, should they not. I just it, This could be a really tough matchup for the Broncos offensively. And and it's I, I just I don't know what the answer is, Nick. I wish I had an answer to be like, oh, well, they can do this to, to fix it and, and to, to combat this. But um, I, I don't know what they're going to come out with game plan wise. Well, one thing they can do, um, and we, we've been talking about it, is, is, is sit Ross. And I know this yeah. is a, a pressure built game because the team, they're two and four. And then after this, they have to head to London and you have the Super Bowl 32 team here. And you definitely want to win that game and put your best foot forward. But to me, it's about, you know, the long term, right? No matter what this season 
ends up being for the Broncos is about what happens in 2023. And you don't want to damage your high price uh, quarterback. It's just like if you have a, a Ferrari, and, and I hate to kind of uh, make this kind of reference, but it, it applies. If you have a Ferrari, you're not putting cheap gas in it, right? You're not, you're not going to do that because you're going to destroy the engine and everything else. So with this, you don't want to subject Russell to the pressure that he's going to see because they're going to bring delay pressure. They're going to bring nickel pressure. They're going to bring double A-gap pressure. These are all things that the Broncos have yet to pick up because there are no side adjustments, right? A lot of these things are not going on. And then also the Broncos offensive line hasn't really shown that they can actually pick it up. And this is what Billy Turner in there at the right tackle uh, position. So this is a game that I know in New York, they're, they're already checking it off as, as a W. They see the things that are going on internally with the Broncos. Russell is on the fire, and that's both uh, in his personal life, uh, publicly, and as a football player because of the narrative. So they're going to just they, – they're already saying, you know what? Hey, they, they, let's go ahead and just dump the dirt on the coffin of the Denver Broncos on, on Sunday. So you got to protect Russ, or you got to come up with something if he plays that to get the ball out of his hand quickly. But I'm still going to lean heavily on not playing him at all, George. Yeah, I agree. I it, it, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Russell's going to play, um, like he said the other day, his Wolverine blood or whatever, um, and that you know he, he's he heals quickly or or you know he's going to play. Like he's just a guy that sitting out has just never been an option for him really. Um, but let's let's flip sides to the other side, uh, the side that the Broncos are good at, which is defensively. Now. I think a lot of people see the Jets and they think, oh, well, Zach Wilson's not very good. He's young. Uh, this isn't a great offense. Well, statistically, uh, they're actually not bad. Uh, they're 17th in total offense, so, you know, middle of the pack. But then they're 10th in scoring and in, in scoring offense, which is, uh, you know, maybe a bit surprising to some people. They're, they're right there, 23.8 points per game, uh, which is obviously a lot better than the Broncos, who are uh, sitting in last place at 15.2. So, um, you know, what stands out to you about this Jets offense, Nick, and how the Broncos can slow it down? I, I do want to get into Brees Hall here in a second, but what what maybe stands out to you the most about this Jets, this Jets offense? Well, they've had their moments here and there, and, you know, this is not really an explosive offense. Zach Wilson can move around in the pocket and extend plays, but last week against Green Bay, he didn't have stats that were jumping off the page. It was just the fact that, you know, Brees Hall, who you just mentioned, you know, he had a couple of big runs and they made some great plays on, on special teams. And sometimes that, that's what you need when you're struggling to find uh, a victory. You need help from your special teams. You need everyone, you know, to, to kind of attribute to the victory, all hands on deck type of situation. And, you know, once again, this is where the Broncos find themselves, but they're not getting those breaks. But the one thing with, with the Jets, I mean, they do have some playmakers, the majority of those guys on defense, but this still is a scrappy uh, offensive team, and they lean heavily on their offense. Tell me when you – I mean, well, lean heavily on their run game, which is kind of a staple of uh, anyone who runs a version of this offense, which Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, was the wide receiver coach when I coached the 49ers. So that is what this scheme is built off of. So that's the thing that they're going to come in to the game on Sunday and try to run the ball down the Broncos' throat. Yeah, you know, Brees Hall is a guy that I was really high on coming out of uh, out of college, out of Iowa State. You know, I actually saw him play when I was in college at Oklahoma. He was a freshman, 
at Iowa State, and I was like, who is this kid? Uh, you know, he's from a small town in Kansas, uh, wasn't very highly recruited, um, but was a, a standout at Iowa State. I mean, one of the best backs, I thought, in, in college football during his time there. Um, I think he, he set some records at Iowa State, too. I'm looking at stats here through six weeks for the Jets. He's gotten better every single week, Nick, and it's it's because, they're, I mean, they're increasing his load. He got his first start last week, ran uh, 20 times for 116 yards. Um, but looking at his stats here, Nick, he's 391 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. Here's where he he's dangerous, though. He has 19 receptions for 218 yards uh, and a touchdown. So he's a guy that, you know, we saw last week with Austin Eckler, maybe the best in the league in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield and making something happen. Here's another running back that – if you don't guard him, uh, if you don't cover him out of the backfield, he'll make you pay. Uh, he's a guy that, that can get downfield. He can make plays. He's a physical running back. Uh, he's a guy that can break a lot of tackles. So he's going to be really dangerous. He's the guy that they're going to go for. And, and, and Zach Wilson's going to make mistakes. Uh, I don't I don't trust him just yet. I think he could end up being a good quarterback for them. But Brees Hall's their, their, work, their workhorse, workhorse right now. He's a guy that they're going to lean heavily on. And Justin Simmons talked about that the other day at practice. Uh, and what it's going to take to slow him down. And here's the audio from Broncos.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he's a, I think he's a really talented runner. I think, um, you know, his carries have gone up every week, you know, since he's been with the team. And, uh, you know, he runs hard. And uh, he has really good movement. Uh, he makes people miss a lot, you know, in the back end. And so uh, just like last week, you know, with, with, uh, with Eckler, you know, for us as a – as a defense, but in the secondary as well, when checkdowns happen and things like that, you know, we got to be really good at trying to eliminate, um, you know, yards after the catch, um, whatever that looks like, because you know they're going to have the deep concepts, and um, you know Zach's done a good job at taking the checkdowns when he needs them. Um, so we're going to have to do, do a good job both in the run and in the pass game, you know, making sure we contain him. Thank you, Justin, for making me sound smart. Uh, <laughs> those are the things that I just said, right? Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it's an interesting matchup on both sides of the ball. I think, obviously, the Broncos' offense is, is in for a tough test. I do think this Broncos' defense um, can can turn Zach Wilson over, make some plays uh, that can keep them in this football game and maybe end up helping them win the game. So, Nick, let me ask you this before we get out of here. What's your prediction for the game? Do you got the Broncos in this one? Can they bounce back? Uh, what, who do you like? Yeah, man, it, it's hard this week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets because of the Broncos' issues, not knowing who's going to be the quarterback uh, this week. And even if Russ is, is starting, he gives them a chance. But that, that front four for the Jets, they're just too much to deal with up front. Now, I don't think it's going to be an explosive game. The Jets have scored a lot of points over the season. But based on how the defense have been playing, I'm, I feel as though that's going to stay uh, the way that it's been so far this season. So it's going to be one of those uh, tight games, uh, if you will. So I'll take, uh, you know, Jets, uh, let's just say 17-12. Uh, Something like that. Everything tells me to take the Jets in this game. Every part of me, I've watched this Broncos team week in and week out and said they're not getting any better. They're not very good. Uh, they've got injuries. Russell Wilson's not healthy, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take the Broncos. I don't really know why. I think it's a gut feeling that, hey, you know, I, I think they're going to come out. They're going to figure some things out and they're going to somehow find a way to win this game. And I think what I mean by that is I think the defense is going to create some problems. Uh, I think they're going to, uh, you know, get some turnovers that set the offense up to where they can maybe score some points. Uh, I think that they can turn Zach Wilson over, um, you know, create some plays. And, and that's where I think they win this football game. I think it's ugly. Uh, I don't think the Broncos score a ton. 
I think they win 13-10. I think it's it's a low-scoring game. I think it's a defensive game. But the Broncos' defense comes up big uh, like they have really all season. Uh, but they come up this time with some turnovers, maybe even a defensive touchdown. Maybe that's how they get their one touchdown in this game. Uh, but I like the Broncos. I think they, they figure it out, and the defense finds a way to steal one against the Jets. Even though I think I think the Broncos are favored, aren't they? I think they're the favorites in this game. Uh, I, I haven't looked at the odds yet, but uh... – Hey man, I believe it when I see it. I I, I really you know kind of struggle with this one because I was thinking maybe that the based on how the defense is playing, they can kind of uh, steal the game. But I still have to see it, man. You got that to change my mind. But right now, I'm just gonna roll with the Jets. You you going to the game on on Sunday, Nick? I will def I will be there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna. I mean, I will be there as well. Uh, and the next week, you know, got to turn around and go to London on Monday, but. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting atmosphere because I think fans, you know, this fans are, are a little bit fed up. Uh, and if things go poorly quickly, I think we're going to see and hear uh, quite a few boos, which we've already heard this season, but I think yeah. they may be more loud and, and uh, um, more often than we've heard them all year. If, if they end up, you know, struggling in this football game. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I do think the Broncos pull it out, but, but we'll see. So uh, Nick, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the weekend? Hey, man. Hey, Super Bowl 32. Those guys did a great job, and I'm glad that they're honoring those guys at uh, the game on, on Sunday. And a lot of those guys I looked up to as a young player playing in the league. So uh, I'm a fanboy a little uh, this Sunday. So, yeah, it'll be cool to see those guys out there. Um, you know, I, I think I, from what I heard, a lot of them will be in town, if not um, most, of, if not maybe all of them. Uh, will we'll be there um, that we're on that team. So it'll be cool to see them get honored. I'm not sure if that's happened in pregame or halftime or, or what, but uh, it, it will definitely be cool to see some of those guys. So uh, thanks, everybody, listening to this episode of Touchdown Denver. Make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you guys share it. Uh, and we will see you guys next week after the Broncos game on Sunday. <laughs>